the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're brought to you by The Athletic, the subscription-based sports news site, giving you in-depth sports coverage for real fans. A lot of great coverage recently with trade deadlines and with CBAs. We're going to talk all about this, and we'll tell you about a great offer later from TheAthletic.com. Gentlemen... We're going to start with hockey. Sure, and why not? Stay with us, folks. And, and not the, not the, uh, yeah, no, right, no kidding, right? Not that hockey. Um, not the trade deadline. Maybe uh, one of the cooler stories of the year, and I say that in late February. It was Ayers, the goaltender, yep. right, uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and who was the emergency goaltender on hand if either team needed him, and the Carolina Hurricanes did. Um, on Hockey Night in Canada, no less, yep. right? Uh, in Toronto. In you Toronto. Know, it, and he goes in against the team that uh, pays him yes. his salary to, uh, you know, not only run the Zamboni, but also, you know, He's works. the maintenance supervisor at the old Maple Leaf Gardens. And 42 years old, goes in and plays and net. And a kidney transplant recipient. Which is probably the best story about it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, his wife's Twitter feed was the best freaking out it was awesome but anyway so he goes in and he wins the game right i say he wins the game but he stones austin matthews on some great chances i mean he beats the maple leaves with the carolina hurricanes and everything about it was fantastic in my mind i mean this is a this anybody who's ever played hockey this is a dream come true and think about this guy Worked for the Maple Leafs, practiced against him, you know, at, at times, goes on the ice, and the guy dreamed of making the NHL, doesn't. And then he goes in there. You get you get the nod to play and, in the National Hockey on Hockey Night in yeah, Canada, yeah. and you're the freaking star of the game. It's incredible. All right, so, so from Mike, we want to know how much he made. But before you answer that, Mike, where else, in what other <laughs> professional sport does anything equivalent to like this would no, it, it ever happen? It does Never. And no NBA team says, hey, you in the third row, we need you to come into the game for a couple oh, of the minutes Knicks, the Knicks shoot might a get few there, so. threes. <laughs> yeah, the Knicks might get there. So, so financially, Mike, there. does he make any, no, he make he any money off bucks. this? He He'll make more bucks. off the appearances and stuff that he's doing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the Today Show, he was. He made the rounds yesterday. Look, I haven't had my coffee, and I'm, I, I am <laughs> I am... I'm raring to crush this thing, and I want you guys to talk me off that ledge because this is obviously a great story. Crush it in what regard? Why does this exist? Oh, okay. Why why does this exist? Well, this has been debated for a while. I mean, Kevin, you were close to a hockey team for a long time. Yes. It happened. And and I I don't want to go down the conspiracy theory angle of this. I mean, why didn't Toronto hand him $1,000 and say throw the game? Right? I mean, look, Toronto's fighting for a playoff spot. These two points are going to matter. Yes. So I, I I hate to go that far down the rabbit hole, but it could it could be a huge point of contention. I think this is one of the endearing things sure. about the National Hockey League. And I don't want to soften that point. That this can happen. Um, well, you can look at it this way. Um, well, remember the Sabres had three goaltenders? That wouldn't have happened for them. They had three goaltenders. But, 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 but Paul... Football football teams carry three quarterbacks. You need your coffee. I'm Kevin. For this reason. Um, <laughs> excuse me. It doesn't matter. It's all right. Um, <laughs> You're just voices into a microphone. Nobody cares. <laughs> this is true. Uh, truer words We're all third been... goalies here. Yeah. <laughs> truer words have never been spoken. Um, well, because you wouldn't carry three goaltenders um, because it, it, they wouldn't get the play and the reps and they wouldn't be ready to go. But every team 
they they want a goaltender they can practice with the players practice with uh, leading up to the, the the preseason. Yeah, it's like a bullpen uh, catcher in baseball. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, you want to keep your uh, your guys down in, in on the farm. And you want to have emergency goaltender, and every every team, every city has one. They practice with them. A yeah, lot. they have if a couple a guy guys that, that, that they know if something happens, someone gets the flu, whatever. They they can put them in in a pinch that will be respectable. Okay, all and, the, all of that is fine, except for the point where he has to play for the other team. That's where I that's where I'm out. Well, that's where I'm out. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't. I don't. Well, but but you got to understand something. This person, uh, a dream come true. They're not going to go and throw it. They're not. But, it's called and the integrity. alternative. They would if the, the Toronto Maple Leafs gave him a thousand dollars. What's the said, other alternative, Mike? See, that's the thing. I, you're gonna, I'll take a guy from Toronto to come in and play the position because the other alternative would be take a defenseman. Yes, and say, strap no, the pads. But every on. other sport does this. Baseball play, position players have to catch sometimes. Julian Edelman has to play quarterback. Some this stuff exists in the other sports. That that is what happens. Why this sport? Why can this sport not be like that? Because goaltender is so much different uh, yeah. than any other position. Right, I mean, and, and, and again, I, catcher? it happens catcher? what Kevin once every three years. Well, then they actually gets in a game. It might be two years in a row. Someone played for New Jersey. Uh, I want to say New Chicago, Jersey last year. Did somebody for Chicago. Maybe, I, yeah. So, but uh, you're often, telling me taking a right fielder and asking him to catch Noah Syndergaard is easy? No, it's not easy. That's impossible. No. I, I I think. Well, baseball, frankly, should be able to do this with their bullpen catcher, right? They have guys who are former catchers yeah. who come in. Like, but why not? not? But they're not traveling. Well, that, so you bring this point. Bring that, the guy from point. the other team. But you, you got to put yourself in this position, <laughs> Mike. Um, let's, say you got, let's say Manchester United said, hey, you know what? Yeah. We need a midfielder. And, Mike, we need you to go in there uh, against uh, the, the other team. No, that's not the and, same because the goalie can completely change the game. He can complete, completely decide if he's going to stop the goals or not. But he's going to completely decide to do it because he's playing in the NHL. He's not playing for another contract. <laughs> yeah, but he's playing for... I get it. Pride. Pride. I get it. And, and, it's, it's an unbelievable moment. I really don't want to downplay it like I'm doing, but I just think this is antiquated. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. I really do. I, I think it... For the, for, the, for the frequency that it happens, sure. it, it's a great story. Clearly, look at what's happened to this guy and yeah. look what will happen. And we may not. this may not come up for another five years. I mean, he's getting a trading card you know, and all that, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Mike, right? Mike, if it happened any more frequently than that, sure. then, there, then there would There's be... There's a serious like, discussion. Like, I heard Brian Burke on one of the Canadian shows, like, criticizing, like, is, it, is this the best we can do? There's, there's, there's 100 guys in the Toronto area that are better, more qualified goaltenders is this the best we can do? So let me. So so. Yeah. But again, we're, we're, are we going to overthink this on the rare occasion that it happens? Um, no, we shouldn't over. Plus, Brian Burke he won the game. What the hell are you talking about? He didn't go in there and give up eight goals. He he won the hockey game. He was he was incredible. If I'm the Maple Leafs, by the way, the players, I'm thinking, well, oh, they're putting a forty. They're putting that's the real put, story. Kevin. They're putting Dave in. We beat Dave all the time. How the hell did those superstars not score on him? <sighs> that's the real story here, right? Well, probably they probably got to like, oh my god, he made a big save. There's adrenaline and all that stuff going. Yeah. Like, and they clamped down. They, they didn't yes. give up a lot of shots. Yes, to right. their credit, Carolina, you know, New Rod Brindamore, the head coach, yes. knew how to the handle devil's it. Devil's trap. Yep. You know <laughs> the the um. There, there. What? Let me let me go to a couple things here. When it comes to the money, there was, uh, there's been talk, and had been talk about the league paying a goaltender to be in every city. Yeah, a practice goaltender, and he'd be a league paid employee for this particular situation where there wouldn't be 
uh, an incredible drop off, if you will. Um, and they'd e- be unbiased to some degree. Right. right? Yeah. So there, there was no situ- situation like that. There's some thought to do that. So, hey, this guy would go out and practice with the, you know, we're in Buffalo, practice with the Sabres. He'd be on hand for every game if there needed to be a backup goaltender. Uh, there's some thought to that. Most teams have previous goaltenders employed in some shape or form. Uh, Ryan Vins is the guy in Buffalo. Right. Okay. Ryan Vins. College goaltender. He, was, he played at Clarkson. And a college goaltender at Clarkson, he was at the time when Ryan Miller was traded on that Friday night. Yeah. They they got a hold of, of Vinzi, as we called him. I know Ryan worked with Ryan and said, "Hey, we need you to back up now." So for Ryan Vins, this is this is a dream come true, right? Oh my God, I get to suit up in an NHL. Here's the kicker: they couldn't get the jersey stitched in time because it was so <laughs> late when this happened. He got on the bench right at the start of the game. Never touched the ice until after the game. Didn't lay a, a blade on the ice because he missed warm-ups before the game, so didn't get to skate around in warm-ups with the guys. He, they don't do that in between periods, so the only time he touched the ice was at the end of the game, which is Enroth had played uh, the entire game. But at compensation, and if I remember this correctly, and was asking him, you know, he had to sign a contract, but the contract, I, I think – he, he instead of paying him because he's already employee of the team. See now the Hurricanes, uh, he wasn't. Uh, uh, Ayers wasn't an employee of the Hurricanes. Sure. Maple Leafs. He, they gave him uh, X amount of merchandise to give his friends <laughs> credit. Vince jerseys, oh, right? Yeah. That's awesome. No, that well. They, By the way, they, they'd points, make them. You bonus know? points to the Carolina people for having the nameplate, whipping up the nameplate, and having it ready to put Ayers on the back of that number ninety jersey. No yes. Bonus to them for that. Yeah, which is which is cool, and they're going to do merchandise for him. Yeah, they were selling shirt, t-shirt to benefit uh, the Kidney Foundation. He's being honored as we record this on Tuesday night. He's being honored before the game in Carolina tonight. Tonight, awesome. pregame. Um, so five hundred bucks he makes for the game, right? Does not count on the salary cap. I, from everything I read, I don't believe it does. Which sounds wrong to me. I mean, why why do you had a player wrong? play? A, you had a player play an NHL game. It's not a circumvention of the cap. It's, it's not, not. It's, it's not, not, a, not. No. It's. 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 It's a courtesy. It's not. If you I'm will, playing right? Debbie Downer here. But it was trust, an awesome. Trust moment. me. It was I, an awesome. I, moment. I bet you. I bet you. Every player in that Hurricanes locker room tips him. <laughs> it's called putting money on the board. Is it? Yes. So th- this uh, here, I'll take you inside the locker room real quick. This is a practice where um, a player may come in and let's say uh, he's playing against his former team. All right. Uh, I got you. And he'll go in and say, "I'm putting." Ten grand on the board tonight, boys. We win the game. The team splits ten grand. I got you. So money on the board is what it's called. It's like in major league. When it's they undress it, the woman, the owner. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a practice though that is frowned upon by the league because yeah. there's extra incentive. And in well, excuse me, coaches can't put money on the board. Yeah, it's a little bounty game. That would be cap circumvention. That would be yeah bounty thing. But players putting money on the board. I believe still okay. I think this is an awesome story. That's yeah, awesome. I, I think that they should continue this, and uh, it, it's it's great for sports because anybody's ever played a sport and dreamed of playing the pros. It is the only sport where that can happen. Where uh, unless you're who's the receiver from the the Saints who was driving a beer truck, 
and then uh, made the team. Oh God, Campbell that's, was it last name Campbell. But that's a yeah, yeah. But he was. But he I was mean, a, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't deliver beer to the stadium that day. Would have been better story <laughs> right. had he done. It. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't wheeling in a keg and they're like, all "Hey, right. you, come on." Well, all Paul, right, so that now, was my transition so, to football. Well, I'll say now that we've got everybody all worked up and excited, let's talk CBA. Oh, <laughs> God, only because we have to. Right. I had to do this on a show for six uh, six months during a lockout in hockey. Talk every day about a CBA. Let me tell you something. The, just those three letters make yeah. me puke. Although although the stuff that's floating around, Mike, with the NFL, there, there's some interesting stuff beyond beyond the, the glaze your eyes over contract money stuff. There's roster additions. There's yeah. practice. There is some stuff that is tangible and understandable for most football fans should this all <laughs> Should this all happen, and clearly adding a game to the schedule is going yeah. to change everyone's perspective on it. So, so run us down Let's the highlights yeah. of of what this proposal is that we still don't know whether it's ultimately going to be approved or not. Right. So it's Tuesday morning, February twenty fifth. Uh, the the uh, the owners and the player reps are in Indy right now for the combine. There is supposed to be a meeting this afternoon where they're going to discuss this and possibly have a vote on this. I have to believe I've talked to a few people now and I've done as much research as possible without, you know, going crazy uh, because this is just a preamble, really. I mean, we're just kind of seeing the initial sheet here. I don't think this gets done and I don't think it's a bad deal either. What's the holdup then? What's the what's the, the what's the player? So you're saying you don't think the players no. will approve it. Why? Do you ever do you ever approve the first deal? No. So then that's that's the easiest way to put it. Right, I mean, the, the the owners can come out and say they but spent this isn't 10 months the, but, on this. But see, here's what I think some people don't understand: it isn't. It's the first deal that we're hearing about. Yeah. But clearly, in the negotiating uh, process, we're falling for the owner's trap. Paul. Well, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm just saying in the in the, in the negotiating pro, negotiating process with the executive committee, they clearly have talked about a lot of other options here. And did this did this get this far because the owners are like, here, this is what we want to do, or was this a negotiated? Uh, don't, don't kid you don't kid yourself this is what the owners want what yeah. they've given yeah them. the owners negotiated yeah. with themselves to get yes. this deal and and the reason paul i'm pushing back on you on you because 10 years ago when this all happened with the nfl it was very transparent they were they were projecting their negotiating points so that the players and the pop general public could kind of understand where the contention was and you, they were getting an immediate reaction that's not happening with this this is the first big splash that we've seen of anything from the owners, and it's all—it's essentially all thought out. They're hoping for a one and done, uh, which is never a good sign if you're the other side of the negotiating table. Uh, there, there's a lot of reasons for the owners to get this done right now, and, and you can imagine. And the biggest there's one, one is big TV. reason yeah. is to have it clear TV. before TV negotiations right. start later in the year. And 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 let's be very clear about TV. We've talked about it before. Uh, there's no TV going away. Okay, they're they're going to add. To the TV deals, it's it's everything we have right now. It's NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN. It might not be AT and T Direct TV. Maybe another service doing the uh, the, the uh, was it, is it League Pass? I don't even know what it's called. NFL game ticket ticket, ticket. Sunday ticket. They're, they're all Direct TV. Direct yeah, t- yeah. So they might lose it, but it's still going to exist, right? And then you're going to add Amazon. You're going to add YouTube. Stream. You're going to have you're streaming gonna, games everywhere. That's going to be in addition. Not right. to mention. We don't even know how the 17th game is going to work. If that's an international game, you're going to be adding European TV, Mexican TV. I mean, that's a whole other enchilada, Canadian TV. So 
Uh, Very nice use of enchilada. I was going to say, did you, do, did you say uh, enchilada on purpose there? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and poutine? No. The... There's more coming. So there's a huge incentive to get this done for the owners from the owner's stance so that they can say, we're locked in. There's no, there's labor peace. Let's go get our money. Um, the problem is, if you start to bullet point the, the terms, the, the low-hanging fruit is everything leads up. Everything, all the increases for the players sort of lead up to that TV deal and then plateau. Okay, so they're not going to reap the benefits of a forty percent increase in TV. They're forty nine ers They will because it'll go into the cap. Well, yes, I'll get to that. They're essentially front loading these these incentives. Okay, they're they're San Francisco forty nine ers these contracts. Okay, <laughs> and they're trying to get they're trying to get them to sign it now so that they can front load those incentives in twenty twenty, where nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. It's the same old, same old right now. We're still on the old, you know, all the all the old monikers and all the old financial uh, pre. There's like pre-existing contracts, right? I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers is locked in his contract. Nothing's going to change if a CBA is signed for Aaron Rodgers, okay? Because he's locked in for four more years, five more years, I think. Um, so they want to throw all the incentives right now in 2020 and 2021. And then, oh, by the way, you know, we, we get an extra maybe, what, $25 billion? I mean, it could be a ridiculous number. Who knows what YouTube's going to pay to stream the NFL? We don't know. I mean, they could get a ridiculous money, especially if there's an extra week and an extra playoff game. Um, there's a lot to come in two and a half years, and they're trying to push everything into 2020 and 2021. And what are they trying to do? They're increasing minimum salaries, which we talked about. The rookie wage scale has to go up. Sounds great. Needs to happen. Except for if that's what they're opening with, and that is what they open with on this term sheet, that's not a great sign. Because what is a minimum salary? It's the softest thing right. you can do. It's the easiest change yeah, you can make. Yeah, but it's a smart negotiating pack that, because right. the majority of the that's NFL right. players are not the guys who make $5 million they don't, a year. They don't care about Aaron Rodgers. They're trying to get every guy in a second-year rookie contract right now and say, oh, instead of $600,000, you are going to make 700000 And to that guy, that's an incredible jump. That's a, Of course he's going to say yes to that. So you're right. They open up this term sheet by saying we're going to target our big audience, right, our, our lower-class audience. We're going to make life better for them, and hopefully they're the ones that dr- that become the voice to make this, to get this thing to the finish line. But they have more votes, of course. It's the it's the popular versus the uh, <laughs> right. More jobs and increasing the roster means more yep. jobs that appeals yep. to to that middle class. Clearly, uh, it, you know, I two mean, two more roster spots, two more practice right? squad spots. All of that's actually very good. I like all of that. I think that's all that makes sense. Yep. Um, the benefits got better. They got vision. They never had vision. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> seems like I mean James. So James Winston had to pay for his own LASIK. Pay for his own LASIK. Uh, here's the that seems that seems trivial. I'm just saying for the amount of money they make, they didn't have vision though. Listen, if I if if, if you're making the minimum, Come say on. you're making half a million bucks, you give a crap that you don't get God, uh, so you vision coverage for two hundred fifty bucks for glasses. Right, exactly. Kevin, Kevin, the Cowboys are worth five point five billion dollars. You couldn't in, in, include a vision plan for your players. What I'm saying is they're so highly <laughs> compensated. Why do you got to include a vision plan? That's that's all I'm Six saying. Six in one basket. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> they're they're independent. To me, they're independent contractors. Frankly, mm. don't go there. <laughs> what? What? Why? Why should I not go there? If if they're able to, it's the whole union, man. Yeah, well, I agree. No, don't they're, go they're, there. They're, they're not a real. You know why I don't think they're a real union? Okay. Because if they're a real union, there would be a pay scale where they all abide by. Right. Let's get right. There. Uh, and the union it, can't protect their but, jobs. That's what unions are supposed right. to do. And, and the other, th- well, the union protects the they protect the amount of jobs. Yeah. All right. 
I understand why they have a union. It's for the little guy. Yeah. The, the, all right, but it's not for the Patrick Mahomes of the world because Patrick Mahomes can he's negotiate. Throttled. Yeah, he, he he's can, throttled by he, the union. Yeah. Yes, he can negotiate uh, a, a big contract on his own. He's going to get paid, and he's allowed to go outside of the plant, if you will, for talking about a union, uh, to get his own endorsements to make even more money yes. based upon his performance inside the union. So to me, it's not a true union. Right? If you tell That's me fair. the guy at the Chevy plant looks at the NFL no, union saying no. that's the same union, eh, eh, no. But they don't need it like that like that Chevy guy does. They don't need this union like that. No, they, they just do, don't. They do not. I would in, in a lot of ways it's a collective group to toe the line against this incredibly rich, successful group of powerful owners. You know, we before yeah. we started, I, I showed you something that Gil Brandt tweeted out that today today as we record is the anniversary of Jerry Jones buying the Cowboys for 140 million that are now worth five point five billion. You know, I mean, so in, in regards to Kevin's point is absolutely right, Correct. but a professional sports union, whether it's MLB or NHL, whichever, they're they're not there to protect the little guys. They're there to have a group that can sit in a room with these incredibly right. rich, powerful guys and say, no, no, we're not going to let you do that to us. They are. They're correct in the actual name of the organization is they're an association. association. That's yes. right. That's exactly what they are. And the media has done a terrible job of calling it Should a never union. call them a union. That right. is correct. I think it's an insult to unions. That's that, fair. Okay. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Okay. There we um, go. All right. Let's two more really big numbers here that I, I've sort of hit the, hit the nail on already. I, I mentioned how this is kind of front loaded. Here's what I mean. So right now, uh, the, this is year nine of the current CBA. The current CBA, the revenue shares are fifty three to forty seven. Okay, so the owners get fifty three percent of the revenue, uh, plus additional revenue, by the way, that the players can't touch, like the naming rights of stadiums and all that sort of stuff. Um, so there's a lot more that the owners can pull in on the side. So 47% for the players. This agreement says, all right, we're going to bump it up to 48% in 2021. Okay? So that's one more percent. And then 48.5% from there out. So a complete, a, a total of 1.5% increase. And here's the worst number in this entire fact sheet. This is a 10-year deal. Now, I, I know you guys know me. And I, I, am, I am advocating everything be shorter there is not a single NFL contract right now that is 10 years long. Why would the player sign this? Why, right. would, why would the players and even... There's no we don't know what in here. We don't know what revenue streams are going to be there in five years. That's exactly the point I'm making here. All right? We, like I said, YouTube could come in with an $8 billion streaming deal. That doesn't even exist right now. That's in addition right. to everything we know. All right, but... All right, so let me... For the counter argument yeah. here. So that... First of all, shouldn't the owners have a... Greater percentage. Shouldn't they have fifty-one percent. They should have a. They own right. They, they I'm, own. I'm okay with it not being fifty-fifty. If that's right, what you're asking. It's, well, it that's should. Fine. It shouldn't be fifty-fifty. Okay, so even if it's fifty, so at at most, then it's fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah, at most, right? Yeah, and, and if you're the owners, another half percent. <laughs> Because we don't right. know what they might. Well, and, but, and but again, the, but I, the amount, of, but the but the so but it's one percent of how many billions right. of dollars, right? right? I mean, let's not. I, I know people will hear one yes. percent and go, "Oh, that's but no." But it's it's, it's increasing it's hundreds of millions of dollars, if not whatever. I yeah. mean, that's a lot of money. So the yeah, the allow, the amount of money is going to increase uh, along with that percentage. Sure. So, so you're saying the highest it could possibly go is forty nine, most likely, or forty nine point five. Correct. Okay. And. The owner's probably leaving room for that for negotiation. Right? That's fair. 
And that's fair. The, the, the way I, I look at it is okay, if it's a hundred billion, just to use uh, fair numbers, and they're getting 48 percent of that. Mm-hmm. T- five years from now, let's say it's one hundred fifty billion, they're getting forty nine percent of another fifty billion yes. that goes in the pool. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. Okay. N- nothing's wrong with it, but it is wrong for ten years. I think it's ten wrong years. For ten years. I think ten years. Yeah, given the if I'm negotiating on behalf of the association, yeah, the members of my association, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm arguing for the average life cycle of an NFL player overall, which is not Four ten years. years. Oh no, Correct. we're talking two generations of NFL players if we're talking right. ten years. Correct. So you're advocating for the next generation. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Is probably, he's probably not even paying attention to this stuff. No. He's three years and out, right? Sure. I mean, let's be fair here. So, the- if I'm Patrick Mahomes and I'm Patrick Mahomes' agent, okay. I'm looking at ten years. I'm like, what? This is nuts. No, no. I want five years. Five years as high as possible. Five years, forty nine point five percent. Right. Okay. The whole way through. And here's the other big one. So we've talked a lot about the cash spending and how teams have tons of cap space, and the adjusted cap numbers are Too way much up. Cap space. Too much. Okay, and they're and they're not being. Let, let me just break this out because this is something a lot of people don't understand. So let's say that the cap is two hundred million dollars this year, but because of the rollover money, teams are able to go higher than that, right? So let's say the Miami Dolphins' adjusted salary cap is two hundred and fifty million dollars this year. That's because they didn't spend X amount the previous right. year. Right, because they it didn't spend over. fifty this year, so they get right. to add it to this. So right. their actual cap spending total is two fifty. Now cash is separate. Okay. Right now, in the current CBA, you have to spend 89% of the league cap in cash over a four-year span. You're inspected every four years, okay? And you've got to be at 89, an 89% or greater cash spending threshold. They're adjusting that in this new CBA to three years, three years, and four years over the 10 years, right? So 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and then four years into, into 2030, Better, not great, and and the percentage is up to ninety percent. The problem is that eighty nine or ninety percent is off the two hundred, not Miami's two fifty. So even though Miami has two fifty to spend, they only technically have to spend in terms of cash eighty nine percent of two hundred million, and they will, they will absolutely because they're not going to win, right? So why would you spend you know an extra fifty million or forty five million? When the league is saying, "No, nah, you don't really have to do that this year," okay. And if it's a th- if it's a three year inspection, they can pick two years and not worry about it, and then spend ninety two percent in one year and cover the difference. The reason I'm I'm harping on this so much is is we're, is you're right, Paul. You you you, you hit the nail when those when that TV money comes. If it's two hundred million this year, the cap, and it's two fifteen next year, and then that TV money hits, it could go to three hundred. And, and I'm not exaggerating. That's what happened with the NBA, guys. That, that really happened. It went that big up in a matter of a year and a half. And if it's $300 million and teams were used to spending $175 million in cash on an annual basis, or, or a little lower, maybe $150 million on an annual basis, and now they're being asked to spend $250 okay, or $225 no one's prepared for that right now. And it completely goes against everything that we've talked about, about how teams are being built now, which is not overpaying That's for right. higher-priced veteran players, but building your team through younger, more interchangeable draft picks. That's right. So they are completely opposite. Like you said, if, if the NFL told the, play, the teams you have to spend an extra $50 million this year, 
They wouldn't know how to do it. They Most of them wouldn't want to do it. The, the players won't complain because guys are going to get 30% more money than their, than, their, than their projected value is because totally. somebody has to fill the cap up. Do you know who's going to complain? Every employee of every NFL team. Yes. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm they're, saying. They're going to trim money somewhere, right? Scouting departments, whatever. I mean, they're going to trim uh, coaches. I mean, I, I, right? I really hope that the owners are having this discussion. I really do. And with their front offices, like this is really going to happen. We, we we can choose not to allow this to happen. They can slow play this, right? They can raise the cap twenty million instead of ten million and not allow the the balloon to burst like it did in the NBA. Because I mean, you guys, we we sat here and talked about it. There were there were eighth and ninth players on NBA rosters sitting on the bench making seventeen million dollars a year. It's happening right now. Right? Uh, th- is that good for the game? I don't know. That's not good for the game. No, no, it's not. Um, it's good for them. It's good for them. Going to take money out of their pocket for but. sure. The other fascinating part about this, all right? So let's uh, go with that scenario where it's two hundred twenty-five million, or you know, the thirty yeah. percent increase, what have you. Um, and we've talked about this on the show. Escrow, like with the, the max situation, you've got to put the money in escrow for a player to sign players. Well, the more money it increases, the more cash, actual cash. Owners are going to have to put in there, and you can say, well, they've got it. Well, not maybe not in all cases. Not all cases. Not all cases. No. They have uh, $150 million in cash sitting around to just set aside an escrow yes. for the player to guarantee that, that contract. That is going to be interesting, and I wonder if they're arguing against that in the uh, CBA. Yeah, there's been some talk about the funding rule. Um, basically, you, you get some – some kickbacks, so you, you know if it's a twenty-five million dollar guarantee, you only have to put in fifteen of it. Think things like that, um, and it might go up a little bit more. Where where I don't know. There's some percentage being being thrown out there. Excuse me. I think there'll be some modified version of the escrow. It's still going to exist, from what I'm hearing. I think the players should definitely push to get rid of it. There's no need for it. These guys should right. have the money if they own an NFL team, and if they can't afford to own an NFL team, sell the NFL team because you're going to make money off that right. too. Um, so I just think that's something that could be negotiated starting today, right? That's one of the things that should be on the table. I think 49.5% should be on the table, Kevin. I think you're exactly right. I think 10 years needs to become five immediately. Absolutely. The players should not allow – look, we don't even know if ESPN as a cable television network is going to exist in 10 years. It will it it'll exist online. differently than it does now. You, you know what I mean? Like, I why own, would we uh, lock into that? I own Disney stock, so I hope it does. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but what if it's just a streaming network? Of course. Well, I think, I think everything is yes. going to ultimately be what, a streaming network. What if the network? Fioses and the Spectrums of the world are gone Listen, in most, 10 years? Isn't it possible? Most, yes. yes. Mo- well, they're, they'll, they be the, they'll be the way you get your streaming. Yes, there you go. It's I mean, kind of that way now, that's, isn't it? Yeah, that's how, that's how the, the, the Spectrums and the Fioses are making their money now. Not with your cable box, but your cable box is your streaming device. Yeah. I watched the first half of the Super Bowl this year on my phone. Right. All right, uh, uh, two things come to mind. We we haven't even brought up the 17th game. Like, where are we at with that? And then the other question that I want to talk to you, Mike, about is because ultimately this stuff doesn't mean anything to the average Joe unless it comes down to can you sign my favorite player or are you going to be active in free agency? And what I want to know, and you've already touched on it a little bit, but that's what I want to know about all of this. Am I going to get an extra game, and how is this going to affect teams' ability to build the roster? Because that's what we're here for. That's what we talk about all yeah. the time. The 17 game is coming. It's happening. It sure sounds like there is no negotiation on that. No, the only negotiation is the players now have leverage because of it, right? Because, because it's here, because the 17th game is happening, 
Now they have to be compensated properly for it. And there's been a lot of discussion about the... Yeah, the 250 max on the I'm fine with it. thing. It affects right. like 11 players. Right. All right. I mean, most players don't make $250,000 a week. They just don't. A league week. It's just not part of the... the now, that's going to change. Right. With well, the, is with the, the salary going to stay the same now? You're just going to get paid 117th or 116th? I mean, how okay, does so that That's work? the problem. A lot of these current contracts, especially three, four years out still, are negotiated on a 16-game sure, schedule. Sure, that's how the payers get, for people that don't so, know, payers, the players get paid. Right. They don't get paid their regular salary until the regular season starts, and then they get paid one sixteenth every Tuesday. week. Every right, Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Um, but not, not just that, but there's per-game active roster bonuses that are based on 16 games. And, you know, a lot of things are being incentive-based on a weekly basis, which is fine. That's, you know, perfectly, it's a perfectly logical way to build your team. But you're going to see a lot of renegotiations because of it. Even Aaron Rodgers, right? You're going to have to see him, you know, restructure these final four years to to flex to what is now in this. One point I want to make that I I, I was about to get to, and it's a positive. Um, Look, if you've got a cap of 300 and NFL owners that have to spend X dollars in cash and a minimum salary that only went up $100,000, Right, the rookie wage scale is only going up maybe four hundred thousand total over a four-year span. That means the middle class is going to get paid, and I don't want to say I'm. I feel like I made that as a negative before. That's a positive. I mean, we do, we do need to to find out, a, figure out a way to to properly compensate the seven-year players, the eight-year players. You know what I mean? Who who maybe just got franchise tagged and made a bunch of money, but now are in flux with how their career goes from here. And, and this nego- this negotiation right here does say to me, you're going to get a three-year contract for maybe three, four million more per year than you would have gotten yesterday. So that's a positive. That's going to happen. And you're going to see that with any league that has a huge jump in cap. You're just going to have to be, you know, they're not going to be able to compensate the rookies. They physically can't do that because of the term. Um, you know, there shouldn't be a need. You're going to go and throw Patrick Mahomes 50 million a year if that happens, right? I sure. mean, you're going to do that. Because you can do that, um, but it's going to trickle into the middle class a little bit, which is a very good thing. You want those guys to feel like they're being paid for a lot of hard work they just went through, especially guys on a franchise tag. We want those guys to make good money on their on their second sophomore contract, so that will help for sure. Does doesn't it also weaken the new competitor to the NFL, the XFL? Yeah. Oh, no question. I mean, that's why you're raising the minimum wage as it is. I mean, that's why it's the first thing on the sheet. Okay. Right. It is directly saying, all right, we're doubling the XFL salary right off the gate, right out of the gate. So there's no question. I, I don't think they need to be, you know, Goliath, Goliath over David. They're not competing <laughs> no. for the same players. No. Um, but anybody who's watched point. the XFL knows that at yeah. this point. You haven't, you haven't in week three. I'm, I'm done, right? No, nobody's watching it anymore, right? I watched a little bit of it this week. And, All right, and anybody with a life is not watching yeah, it anymore. No, you're right. Well, good point. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Paul. We love you. No, I'm just saying I, I, I have not tuned in in the last – Maybe I, they should have maintenance guys just start to play quarterback. In there you go. Oh, hey, well, that's how you draw a story around here. There's a movie about that one. All right, anyways. <laughs> wanna, <laughs> today's episode brought to you by The Athletic, the subscription-based sports news site, giving you in-depth sports coverage for real fans. Get detailed coverage of all the trades that just happened uh, in the NHL trade deadline this past Monday. Free agent signings, storylines in your team, as well as expert analysis, analysis from national writers like Ken Rosenthal, Michael Lombardi, Pierre Lebrun, very busy at the NHL yeah. trade deadline. Deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Partnow. Join today. Get 40% off your yearly subscription. Go to theathletic.com 
slash spot track 40 off. In more details on this, it's the athletic.com slash S-B-O-T-R-A-C 40 off. You know what the athletic's not talking about? The hand size of Joe Burrow today. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like the athletic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. So the combine is underway, and you deeper. brought it up, and I thought Joe Burrow, that was the uh, most brilliant. Hall of Fame tweet. Hall of Fame tweet about his hands. You missed this? You I missed mi- this. I'm sorry. Huh? I was in Mexico City so covering the So the measurables golf. come out. He measures at nine inches. And he's, got Which a, is he's got a hand small. of nine inches. It's the smallest of yeah. any first-round quarterback ever. Okay, it's tied. Can they the say smallest. Baker? Yeah, Baker I think Baker, I think it's tied with Baker. All right, uh, clearly why I had Murray a terrible season year. last year. So, so, so I got to find the tweet. I don't want to butcher it. Basically, it says it was and, brilliant. And the concern is the fumble issues, right? Because a small hand. Yeah, well, the bigger ball. You know, it does. There is some logic to it, but it's not enough. Right. Yeah, there clearly is a casing. Yeah. Well, here's, okay, here's, anyway. here's Joe Burrow's tweet yesterday. Considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts. <laughs> was that not brilliant or what? Yeah, just Funny. lean into it. Right? Um, because, Mike, you're dead on right. It's all, it, 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 it's, you know it's combined oh. when, when your timelines are filled with heights, weights, hand right. sizes, uh, and, and, and you know what? It, it's it's exhausting. <laughs> I, I've covered a couple of combines, and just being in interview media scrums with sort of the combine people who they don't ask about anything football related. They ask your about your height, your weight, and they ask which teams you've <laughs> met with, of which usually the answer is all of them. <laughs> so it was very frustrating the few times I've covered the combine. Because nobody cares about any of that stuff, you, you know, and the problem is the players can't really say very much about the football part of it because they don't really know. But right. it's going to it's it'll be exhausting this week hearing all this over analysis. Joe Burrow's going to be beaten up. He already has been. He'll be beaten up and you'll hear 100 people tell you why he won't be good. And then it won't matter because if because if teams believe and i think they do that he's going to be good none of this stuff means anything so i'm isotoner i found my new spokesperson yes. after dan marino yes, hey if you, you got did. small hands like me wear isotoners right <laughs> well, like he it. needs to do an isotoner with like small like you know he needs to grab the yeah, S no, yeah off i'm the just sh- saying off the rack um i like it wow fascinating uh so anything else going to come out this week anything of importance that people should care about with the combine i know it also starts the off season uh, you know, yeah. free well, we got franchise tags. Like right? Yeah, we'll get, let's get to that in a okay. second. Uh, one more point here. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, the Dak Prescott story will not go away. The the Mahomes stuff has sort of tempered a little bit because they're they're treating that professionally. He's still partying though. Like you know, you see pictures that, of Kelsey in Vegas. Still, no, I'm not. I'm just kidding. No, they're just. I'd be partying. They're not using the, the social media and the media right now to to, to leverage things. They don't need Good. to do that. They shouldn't. And, they don't need to. Well, Everything we just talked about with the CBA, it matters. It matters to the you – of wait. course you're waiting. Of course Dak Prescott – Plus can't. the Chiefs have two more years to lock him up, right? By the way, that point has, has to be made with the – we can, we can put a bow on the CBA talk with that. They're going to meet today. The owners want the vote to, to happen today. This is why the players shouldn't do it. All right? This thing doesn't expire until after next season, and then they have until September, right, before there's an actual strike. There's – like 19 months. Yeah, I think it ex- it doesn't technically expire till after next year's draft. Right. Yeah. So there's 19 months. There's no need for this. Get everything we just talked about. But we Getting talked about why in. the owners want it. They want it done now. But 
the TV deals don't expire until after 2021. Yeah, also, but the negotiations will start this year. Well, I'm just saying. I'm, 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 what, if people are going, well, why do the owners want it done now? That appears to be the reason they want to have it all buttoned up. They want to be able to begin I, their TV Paul, negotiations I disagree. with no distractions. I, I disagree. It's it's a part of it, but but they want it done because they want to do everything I just said. They want to front load all these little bumps into 2020. When the money just Before won't the be money as comes much, in, right? The the money just won't be as impactful to them. I got you. It's a it's a complete one sided negotiation right now. The players need to wait, in my opinion, because that's what you do with negotiations. You, right. <laughs> you got to get it closer to the to the to the finish line so that you can make sure everything possible can be negotiated. Our franchise tag is going to be changed. It's I haven't heard this a thing. Proposal. Haven't heard a thing. Well, they they're not being changed or removed in this new iteration, from what I've read. But it's, a, it's actually a very important with the CBA alignment with this current fr- franchise tag window is very important because with the expiring CBA, as we've mentioned, you can you can, as of right now, use a franchise tag and a transition tag. If the CBA gets gets agreed upon in the next 48 hours, uh, that will change. You'll be back to just being able to use one of the tags with, as a team. So that's important to note over the next 48 hours. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I don't think this thing gets done. Look, maybe it's getting done right now as we speak, and we don't, you know, and I'm speaking out of line here. But as of now, I'm going to operate as if there's an expiring CBA in 2020, and teams can use one of each. So let's uh, let's kind of break down who's going to get what. All right, and and we look at this uh, list. It's a <laughs> interesting one. Uh, let's start with cornerback. All right. Okay. Um, well, you want to, you you have uh, in our show notes you gave us. Let's go by team. Yeah, I went on every team and just sort yeah. of said maybe. Arizona. Right, well, but real and, quick, before you yeah. get into teams, just just the numbers, the the franchise. I don't want you to read them all, Mike. But sure. is there anything that jumps out at you? Anything unusual about the the franchise tag salary numbers as are being discussed? Not 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 necessarily. Uh, certainly, the wide receiver numbers has ju- have jumped a ton in the past couple of years with guys like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas really cashing in. That's an $18 million franchise tag right now, which is... That's big. It's big, and there's really only one player who could get it. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Other than that, everything sort of makes sense. To me, the, the defensive end is low. It's projecting a little under $18 million, even though you've got guys like Aaron Donald and, and Fletcher Cox and D. Ford and Frank Clark and, Aaron, and uh, Khalil Mack making much more than that. Uh, so that one, to me, is a bit under the, uh, under the norm. And your offensive line is $15 million. Look at... We've got right tackles making eighteen million a year right now. So for a lot, if you're a tackle heading into into free agency, there's a solid chance that you're at least a franchise tag candidate because that's a halfway decent deal for a left tackle right now. Do you think? Do you think you guys know it because you have it in front of you? Do you think when I say this, most people will be able to identify the second lowest franchise tag position? They will. We've talked about it enough, right? Okay. It's but it's a marquee position, which why, is why I think most yeah. people won't. Talking about running back, right? yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, kicker, punter, and then running back. And, and and oh, by the way, it's it's over ten million dollars. So is it getting used? No, no, not a chance. It's the second lowest, and it's never getting used. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be foolish for sure. Yeah. All right, Arizona, you have nobody here. Nobody. Atlanta, Austin Hooper in the tight end, ten million. Yeah, would be the tag, and you say no. I say no. Um, I'm assuming I know who the Falcons think they are. <laughs> okay, uh, they've already made a couple of moves to clear up some space. They're still right up against it right now in terms of 51 cap space. So, d- you know, dumping a 10 million dollar tag for Austin Hooper would be tough. They'd have to make a cut, yeah. essentially, to get to, to fit it in, which they're going to do anyway, or a couple of restructures to boot. Um, 
it's probably he's a nice player. He's, yeah, he's, he's an upper a, echelon tight end, yeah, but he'll he's, be a he, nice not player with the Patriots next year. <laughs> he, he's going to get offers. He, he's for sure going to get offers, and I think you like go and let a couple of teams uh, bit, have a bidding war for him. I think eight million is the ceiling if you're not unless you're, you have Kelsey or Kittle. See, that's that's about right. I mean, Jimmy Graham is on ten. That's the high right now for a tight yeah. end. Oh. Seven years ago, I yeah, and he's not. That. It was yeah, a while ago. He's not worth ten. But anymore. here's the problem. Here's the problem. You know, mathematically, I've I've been projecting these tight ends at about. 11. So I've got Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry at about 11. The problem is George Kittle exists. Okay. Right. And if you, if you value George Kittle as a tight end, he's at about 12 and a half, which is fine. But if you value tight, uh, you know, George Kittle as what he really is, which is, you know, Gronk and then some, I mean, he's a, he's a better version of Gronk in terms of an offensive weapon. He just is. Then you've got to put him up into like second tier wide receiver money, which is 15 to 16 million. And if that happens, if, that's when Hooper and Henry jump into $13, $14 million range, and the, and the whole tight end market gets reset. So it's a position to keep an eye on for sure this offseason. Baltimore. Yeah, this one's going to hurt. Matt Judon. They, they really can't afford a, a, a $17 million tag from Matt Judon, but they can't afford to let him walk either. They've let, they let pretty much their entire defense walk last year and then gave Earl Thomas a ton of money. Uh, even even at his age, so they sort of counter They counteracted themselves last year, so they're a little stuck cap wise, but they're also in a really good spot from a roster standpoint. So I think they bite the bullet and get it done, and then just hope and pray they can lock in a a lower cap extension with him. Paul Buffalo, Jordan Phillips uh, yeah. emerged. He's a defensive tackle. Had a great year and a free agency year, but sixteen million I, too is, much. Whoa. I don't think he's that good a player. I agree. Uh, you know the the analytics numbers say he had nine sacks and like. 18 pressures yeah. you know I mean he's just he, he's not a consistent pressure guy and they're relative they drafted a defensive tackle in the first round last year yeah. I'd be shocked if they gave him the franchise tag. you know but if they kept him and with Harrison Phillips coming back and, and in Buffalo which is our market we say it all the time there's a Phillips supply company boy <laughs> Phillips Brothers Supply it'd be a perfect endorsement with those two guys but eh, not happening yeah, except for they also have Star Latule and Ed Oliver yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so I just they've got a lot invested at the position. There's just not enough they, need to pay that price in my. Opinion. They just restructured Star too, didn't yeah. they recently? Well, pay cut, pay cut. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah, uh, I've been calling for that since they signed him. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carolina, James Bradbury, yeah, cornerback. No, I don't know who they are. We're not going to know who they are. We don't until know who we they, see are. What they are. Uh, with the Matt Rule doesn't know who they are. Yet. Yeah, I mean, he I, knows what they want them to be. If they keep Cam, then keeping Bradbury makes they're sense. Not if they're going to Cam. I don't know. I have, How do we know? We don't. I'm just. I have no sense that they're going to keep Cam. But if they, why do, would Matt Rule want to come in there and start to build his vision of a program around a beaten up, battered, thirty year old quarterback? Man, make a great case to get rid of him, Paul. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a maybe, limb and say Paul is not Cam Newton's agent. Nope. Maybe maybe <laughs> he's getting help. Maybe he's healthy in the off season. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be okay. I, I think even if he's healthy, and this applies to whatever team wants to sign him, even if he's healthy, he, he's had one good year, and he's he's sort of a. Uh, it, it, I want to say he's a dinosaur, even though the league has moved towards more mobile well, running quarterbacks. But his style isn't necessarily the one that everybody no, wants. He can't right now. play his style anymore. Let me play devil's advocate. That, and, and I don't know that he has another style to play too. If then let's assume they are going to bring in a new quarterback, whether that's Bridgewater or a rookie, then that's that. To me, that's a more of a benefit to keeping your defense intact. Which sure, maybe you do slap a tag. Plus, on you lost Luke Keekley. By the way, the last time they uh, they franchise tagged a cornerback in Carolina, it was Josh Norman. Norman. Yeah, and right. they, they had, him. Yeah, they had to take him off it. Right. 
I got nothing for him. That was a, a, a horribly so it weird didn't go well. decision. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's, Chicago nobody. Cincinnati, yeah, here's A.J. The one. Green. Here's the one that we really can debate here, guys. $18.5 wide receiver. Uh, injuries last year. When healthy, this guy's one of the best in the league. Yeah. Um, Do you have to keep him for Joe Burrow's sake? If I'm Joe Burrow and my small hands, I'm <laughs> I'm begging. Um, I say no, and here's why I say no. Uh, as much on the surface you would say, oh, A.J. Green's going to make Joe Burrow better, I don't know that he is, and there are so many receivers that you can get now that are younger and faster, not necessarily better, but but well, it's a crazy you, good draft. If you're going to start over yeah. with Joe Burrow, then then mate, you want to start over with the receiving core, I think. Yeah, and they've got a couple of you know end of their rookie contract guys right now. Well, actually, Tyler Boyd. Tyler extended. Boyd's a good, really good receiver. Ross, whether Ross ever know. becomes any he's good cheap, or not, he's right. cheap. <laughs> um, so you could you could certainly afford to slot in Green on that price for one year if you had to. Um, I, I think you can get more if you try to trade him. No, they can't trade him anymore. He's expiring. Either you're going to tag him. You mean tag and trade? Yeah. Oof. Oh, the old that's tag too risky. Trade. I mean, yeah. there's that's a market. There's, a, the there's clearly a market there for AJ Green. Yes. Can you take advantage of it? Uh, I just think that's too risky with his injury history. I think you're gonna ha- you're either gonna tag him and keep him for yourself, or you're gonna let him walk and hope he comes back. Right. Hope hope he doesn't get his forty million guaranteed. Does somewhere anybody ever back. come back to Cincinnati? <laughs> um, boy, I don't know. I think the Joe Burrow effect could be a part of it. Right. I mean. By the way, we'll look, talk. Why did Larry Fitzgerald stay? We'll talk about this you know? more in the future. But initial thought: Is there any doubt about Joe Burrow going there, or does he power play this at all? Nah, he's going. Okay, he's going. He's going to the NFL. Come on. Oh no, 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 I, to I, the Bengals. To the yeah, Bengals. No, no, I know what I'm saying, but I'm saying he's going to an NFL team. Yes, yeah, but I'm saying, does, does he power play this to to Eli Manning? It to try. He's to, from Ohio. Why the hell would well, he want to go play in which a means state? Right? He, which means There's he has a, a in more inherent <laughs> inherent knowledge of how the Bengals operate. He's going. Um, Where would he want to go? Carolina. Interesting. Probably, he would want to go yeah. with Matt Rule. He would want to yeah. go with the college guy, the young college guy. Because wait, who's didn't big- they just sign his offensive coordinator too? Or who just signed Joe Brady? Carolina. Then that's where he'd want to go. You're yep. right. That's absolutely where he'd want to go. Maybe it happens. Hey, maybe since he likes Tua, and they could oh, ma- ma- right make that move with Carolina. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it be something if they if they traded the pick and signed Teddy Bridgewater? <sighs> not happening. It's, it's it, there's some logic to it. It isn't that stupid. No. No. And it's I not, mean, you could reshape your entire franchise with by trading that number one pick. Teddy Bridgewater's only going there if AJ Green's staying. Well, you could certainly you would certainly tag it. Yeah, AJ Green if your if your plan is to do that. But then you're thinking, why does Teddy Bridgewater want to go to Cincinnati? Because no, he, he wants to start, he's going to get a lot of money. But he's going to go do that in New England. All right. Let's move on to Dallas here. Um, uh, we'll just. Uh, yeah, this is one of those interesting Dak ones. Prescott and Amari Cooper. They've got two players here. Prescott, the quarterback. I mean, you can do $33 million in franchise, 27 uh No, no. Let me, let me break that down. Yeah, so break so it down. 33 is the exclusive tag. 27 is the non-exclusive. And this is what I want to talk about with and, you guys. And explain what that means yeah. to everybody. Exclusive basically means he can't go and negotiate other offers with other teams or, or trades or things like that, right? It's 33. You're a cowboy. Sign it, take it or leave it. Otherwise, it's 27, but you can go and talk to some teams. And if we can work out something, maybe you're out of here. Um uh, 
to me, from the Cowboys' standpoint, they have to go to 33, even though you know six million more is a lot to put on your cap up front. You have to do it. If 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 I mean everything they who, said is he's our quarterback. Who who would be in position to try to take him away at twenty seven million? I guess I don't even care. The Chargers, the Raiders. I don't know. You really think there's that kind of market? I don't know because of all the other is he is he? Do we like him better than Teddy Bridgewater? I don't. No. Oh. Because I think I know what close? he is. I think we know what he is, and I think everybody in that up now. Now, he, even though yeah, I don't we know year. what he is, which is still pretty good, yeah, he had a and a team year. that's in bad shape would would may would want that. But I don't know. I enough to trade for him. Though? I, I, I guess. Know. I guess what I should what I should be saying is that twenty seven million is still barely top ten quarterback money, right? So if he's barely a top ten quarterback, that's probably not a bad price for him. I, I think they go the thirty three. I think they, they they don't put themselves in a position to lose out, in my opinion. What do they do with Amari Cooper? This is where whether there's a cat, whether there's a new CBA or not, comes into play. Huge, yeah. You could transition tag him at, at about sixteen million, maybe a little less, which then would open him up to offer sheets, which will come. You think so? Well, I I think I, much see, more. He's much more marketable than than Dak is. I think Paul, I, I feel like things have really calmed down on Amari Cooper. The injury stuff has really become a, a problem. It's it's now like well, a, a multi-year and problem. And I, I already said this five minutes ago. If you're going to sign Amari for 16, why wouldn't you just draft one of the 30 studs well, in the first or second round? Logical, except for they gave up a first-round pick for him. Right, are, the are, they for, are they forced to sign him yeah, because of that move? Probably. Uh, they shouldn't be. They they should be better than that. They should have, they should be able to you know swallow their pride and say, if this isn't going to be our, our guy for the next three years, then we go draft somebody. And save a ton of money in space. Dak was better when Amari was on the field. We had shows about it. He was flat out better with Amari. So keeping those two guys together, even though it might cost you forty nine million in tags, right? Which is crazy. Yeah, and it is the Cowboys who have never been shy about spending that kind of money on their star players. The, you know the interesting thing about uh, this entire list, and and for time's sake, we won't run down them all. Chris Jones is on here from Kansas City. <laughs> And Gaku from uh, yeah, Jacksonville, Hunter really. Henry, Hunter Henry. Talked about. But for the most part, we're talking about uh, edge positions for the, and, oh, yeah. and defensive tackles here. The yeah. only offensive ta- uh, player, offensive tackle here is Costanzo I, and, from and, Indy, and, and that's Kevin, a maybe for you. And no, Kevin, I've seen him nowhere on any franchise tag list. I put him there because he's the Colts' left tackle, and he. I know he's had some beef. Maybe he wants to leave Indy. Maybe I've heard retirement rumors with him. Something similar to the Andrew Luck situation. He's a little on the older side. Not crazy though. No, no I, I mean uh, he's in that age where we've started to see players walk away. Is about right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, look if I'm Indy, especially if I'm bringing in like a Derek Carr or a Philip Rivers, right. or Whatever I'm about to do, I can't let him walk. Right. No. So and it's 15 million, which is Nothing. like fourth for left tackles yeah. right now. Yeah. So he's got to be on the maybe list. And it's at essentially least. a one year deal. So you can get squeeze one more year out of him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, two other players. Uh, Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay. You tell me. No, I say no. I couldn't even put an answer. I put question marks next yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> I say no. I mean, because uh, right. there's other options, right? There's other options. Yeah, right. And uh, he, I mean, he threw those <laughs> 30 picks, right? Yeah, I picks. mean, eh. you need to be better Sorry. there. Derrick Henry's the interesting one. Very interesting. Okay. So I, I mentioned that I don't think any running back gets the $10 million tag, but the transition tag's about eight and a half, which that's actually a steal for Derrick Henry. 
I mean, Derrick Henry should be making thirteen million a year, twelve, thirteen million a year, because of his importance to their sure, team. Sure, I, I think they, I think more they, so than any other running back in the league, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think they exclusive tag him for this year, all the way up. Yes, he was that important to him. I think they do it without him. See, uh, with, see, I'm completely the other way. I think you transition tag him and let some offers come in. Let somebody else overpay for Derrick Henry. Under your terms. And do you then, think and there then are other teams? For are there other teams that would do it, you think? Yeah. Or, or I, does everybody else say he's a nice player, he's a great player, but I can get my running back and it's the uh, same a, stuff we always say. He was a different say. running back, though. Man, he was. And they always, yeah, I'll tell you this is why I, exclusive trans, uh, I would do the exclusive, right? Okay. I got him for one year. I got him for ten and a half. Yeah, million. pay him as much as possible. Pay him as much as possible. And you know what? Because in two years, this guy, you know how many hits he's taken? It's going to fall off. Yes. Yes, it's happened to everybody. Yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to think if there's a team for his that would style of for his style of running the pounding that the guy takes for as much as they feed him the football. That's the point, Kevin. You just brought it up. How many other teams in the league are going to restructure their offense to suit what Derrick Henry is, which he needs 25, 30 carries a game? Nobody does that anymore. So, how many teams are willing to make that commitment to him? And frankly, from Derrick Henry's perspective, he needs to see how many teams would be willing to make that commitment to him because he doesn't want to go somewhere where he's going to get 15 carries. Now, the well, money's the money. I get it. Hold on, hold on, though. If he goes somewhere where he gets 15 carries and it's in a five-year deal, he extends his career and the money he's going to make. Yep. If I'm Derrick Henry's agent, I want as much money up front as I could possibly get. And Oh, you have to. Because this is, this is going to be the only. This is that middle class I've talked about yeah. with the CBA. This, this is it right, right here. This, I, I want Derrick Henry to get a three-year deal here. I don't know if it's likely, right? This is the, this Who's is gonna, giving him that? Well, I'm just going to say, this is going to be the biggest contract he's going to sign if yeah. it's more than the franchise tag. Because after that, I, I'm listen, I think he's a fascinating player now, but just history tells all of us, right, that this performance that he just – first of all, it was the first year he had a performance like yes. that. And well, it was coming. The year before. It was coming, a little bit, yeah. It yeah. was part of the end of the, the year before. But history tells you this can't last. Yep. It's not going to last. History tells, tells you that I think what Mike is talking about here is the way to play this. Draft the running back, get him on his rookie contract, franchise tag him for one year – Maybe even That's, two. To Kevin's There's point, no yeah. commitment right. that when he falls off, he falls off your con- your, but, your your cap. So, like I know you just said it, Kevin. Who would who would be crazy enough to give Derrick Henry a five year contract? Oh no, no, that no, makes no. no even a three year contract is on the borderline of what would be smart. Well, the, right. the running back future, I think, is what Mike has said to us, which is rookie contract. If you're really really good and the whole team is built around you franchise tag because it's not very right. expensive and then done move to the next one the Le'Veon bell girly contracts they, they don't look great i've got three teams i finally got there seattle okay but um you're gonna take the ball out of russell wilson's hands i think you're gonna have to eventually they're a penny in is it carson correct Chris yeah. carson great yeah. it's solid but it, injury prone and penny yep for sure started to come on a little bit right so, uh, is that enough? That's yeah, enough, right? That's enough. Why do you Houston. Think? Yeah, I could see Houston would make sense. Yes. Okay. I lost my other team. Give me a second. Tampa Bay. 
No, doesn't they have the, doesn't um, fit Bruce Arians' offense, I don't think. But we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Well, but don't you think the quarterback is going to fit his offense? Which, but what if it's Philip Rivers? They're going to get the guy. They're going to get. Mel Do you Gordon. want Philip Rivers throwing the ball forty-five times? I don't think anybody does anymore. I just, I just, I think, got Mike Evans catching the football. Yes. I mean, I just think that Derrick Henry was so successful, as were the Titans, because they're doing things the way nobody else is doing okay, them right no, no. now. Okay, no, no. I'm in, I'm completely in agreement with that. But the, the, the debate we're having here is, do you even put him up for offer sheets? Because that's what we're talking about. It's $8.5 million on a transition tag with offer sheets that could come. I, I think he's so much of your identity, you don't open yourself up I to agree. that. For $2 million more... Yes, and and still, ten million is nothing for a Pro Bowl sure. level player. Don't take the chance, even though I don't think there'll be a lot of offers. Listen, sheets. the window the window's short, right? No question for and, that team, and and the, the the short history is not in his favor. Correct. I mean, the Le'Veon Bell situation did not work out. The Gurley situation did not work out. Keep going, David Johnson did not work out. I mean, it's bad. So, all right, but we have we've talked Tennessee and Derrick Henry, and we haven't talked Tannehill. Everybody in the world out there with articles says Tannehill's getting a $27 million franchise tag. Why? No. Only, why would you do that with a quarterback? Here's, here's why from Tennessee's perspective. Because of what we just said. Your offense but, is built around Derrick Henry and a quarterback who can who hopefully is error pro, is not error-prone, low risk, mm-hmm. can do the few things. You're only throwing the ball 20 times a game. $27 million sounds like a lot, but it's not really a lot when it comes to quarterback. I, that's why if, if I'm Tennessee, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm good with keeping those two guys tied together. If I'm Tennessee... I look at it this way. If Cincinnati's drafting Joe Burrow, then Andy Dalton perhaps is available. Yep. All right. Um, is Andy Dalton to me is better than Ryan Tannehill. Maybe the same guy. It could be the, could same, be the guy. same guy. Slightly better. Younger, though. Um, listen, younger. whoever's playing quarterback, you got to hand off to this stud 30 times a game yeah. uh, and maybe more. And this guy's going to make you better because everybody's going to the safeties have to play up and cheat the run because this guy's such a stud. Yeah. Um, so if I'm, where's Ryan Tannehill going? Where's he going? No, that's exactly right. Right. That, that's why I don't, there's two reasons I don't do it. And, and Kevin, the more I think about this, the more I, I, I agree that the franchise tag makes sense for, for Derrick Henry. Here's why you don't do both. Um, cause you don't have to. I, and, and I, I apologize that I have not found the actual circumstances or, or the repercussions, but. Let's say, because the franchise win- window runs from Thursday to basically the league year, right? Or close up to in, early in March. Um, let's say they do it. They franchise tag Ryan Tannehill. They transition tag Derrick Henry, okay? And the CBA gets signed on March 1st. I don't know what happens. Do, do, does the NFL now turn to the t- t- Titans and say, you've got to relinquish one of those tags? Because now, what do you do? I think it'd be grandfathered in. You'd have to grandfather. I don't know. Him, I don't right? know that you would, because the tags wouldn't be signed. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I want to playing I, with I, fire there. I did the math because I wanted to make sure that what we're talking about is right. I wanted to see what Derrick Henry's average carries per game was this year because uh, we're throwing a lot of can numbers I guess? around. Yeah, 22. go. I'm going to say twenty six. Twenty two. Twenty. Point two. Twenty point three hundred and three carries on fifteen games. So, and the reason I did that because I thought we were all high, because I want that. That's like the lead high now. in number like, or high and, in and, weed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little both. 
what I don't know is what I don't know is like where did that rank league wide? But I can't imagine there was any there were a lot of other running backs that averaged more. Mike, off top of your head, anybody? So if Derrick Henry led the league in carries per game as the ultimate throwback give him the ball a ton of times running back. Yeah. It was only 20 carries, which is not a ton, particularly for those of us that have been watching the game for a long time when the great guys approach 30 per game. And he's not catching the ball. Right. So I just it, it, I wanted to make sure that I was in the ballpark. But so 20 carries a game. That might have led the league because uh, I bet you everybody okay. else in the league is probably around 16. But did that? what was it in the playoffs? Uh, it, more than that, but they also won too. That's almost a product of whether you're winning as well too. Sure, you know you're going to run the ball more when you're winning. So uh, if I can look that up for you, Kevin, if you give me a so second. why not? And, just... and how many carries did Mariota take away when he was a quarterback because he ran? I'm just you know just uh, see. I'm, this is the deep dive that we take on the show. All right. Um, so why not just give him ten for th- or a three for thirty six? Because I don't because the the third year is what I'm concerned about. But it would come on. You know me. You know me better. Than I, that. I. It's not really three years. Kevin. I understand that, but yeah. it looks better, right? Sure, it does. I mean, you do. You, part of this is keeping him happy. I got your numbers for you. Kevin. And is he gonna? Is he gonna sign a tag? No. Or are you gonna go through an off season of no. hell with him? No. Like if you want him, Bell. if you want him to sign and play for you, you sign him for that three year deal. Three yes. for thirty six, right? He push for forty. Thirty four carries against the Patriots. Right. Thirty against Baltimore. Nineteen against Kansas City. Right. Go they back down. the previous year when they were kind of running the same way. At twenty three carries, one hundred fifty six yards against Kansas City, and then when they lost to New England and got blown out, he only had twelve because they were getting blown out and they couldn't run the ball. Right. So. 34 and 30 that's significantly more than what his per game average was during the regular season. All right, let's uh let's finish up with good a, enough. an interesting story yeah. here in baseball. <laughs> uh with <laughs> too good not to talk about. With with uh Madison, I mean Mason Saunders, i.e. Madison Bumgartner. It's the best. Uh, it, this the is best. this is a fascinating this the first time we've dipped into this sport on what? the Spot Track rodeo? podcast. Yeah, rodeo. Team roping rodeo. Which um, sounds it's just like it sounds. They're they're roping cattle. Yeah, and good for and good for him, right? Having hobbies. It's an interesting hobby to have. It's where you ride in a horse and you're roping cattle. What are we? What are the general thoughts on this? Please tell so, me how well, explain, someone unearthed this. Explain. This is on theathletic.com. Right. Uh, to explain. So Madison Baumgartner is uh, in the off season has joined the rodeo. Yes. <laughs> and, for a year now. And, but now. but he's got a he's got a monitor a moniker Mason Saunders he's trying to go incognito so nobody knows he's doing this sure so this alter ego Mason Saunders is his name in rodeo did he make people sign NDAs there probably I would think so did you do uh, yes hey I'm gonna do this but you gotta you can't tell anybody it's yeah. me right you know luckily rodeo doesn't have a national TV deal uh, well some of it sometimes it does sometimes. the bull riding. Uh, it's the only sport Paul and I haven't called. That's uh, true. Bull riding. Um, but anyway, he's made what like twenty seven thousand one hundred dollars. And you know how I know that? Because our our friends over at Baseball Reference, because <laughs> your added this, added this to their page to the Madison Bumgarner page. <laughs> they added the rodeo competitions, the dates, the location, and how much he won. That's how the best. does he get away with this? They're the best. So oh, yeah. he won't. Yeah, the, the issue is they're yes. going to downplay well, it. Clearly, he doesn't think he can if he changes his name. Well, look, he's got a history of some. I mean, he had the dirt bike accident, which took him out for the entire entire 2017 year. So there was already some bad blood with him with the Giants from a contractual standpoint. I, 
It just sounds like Arizona didn't build in any of these, like, uh, you know, adventure, adventure stupid. How could they be so stupid? You guys remember the show we did with the Nick Foles contract where I read some of the adventure clauses? Yeah. He, he yeah. wasn't able to mountain climb or mountain bike or skydive and all this stuff. And, and I guess some of that's pretty general, but there were some specific things to him that he liked to do. It doesn't sound like there's a rodeo clause in Madison Bumgarner's Arizona contract, but major oversight. <laughs> I guess so. If you're a professional rodeo. Well, this is, uh, you know, this has come into play uh, recently. Um, is this Arizona circumventing the luxury tax? That's what this is, right? For what? Oh, let it, let go, him go, let him go, go throw a couple of ropes. We'll pay you a couple. We'll pay you twenty five thousand. Yeah, okay. are, are, are the Diamondbacks now a key sponsor of the professional calf roping circuit? Right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can understand them him, them not want. I can understand him going incognito on this. Yeah. Um, so people didn't find out, so he could go ahead and do it. Except for Twitter exists, and could he be like fined, suspended, well, uh, contractual can, money pullback for a was, violation? If it's in his, well, look at the Mets, right? Yeah, with Cespedes. Cespedes. Yeah, it, it's it's a one to one relationship between the contract and and the team. And if there's no contractual language that says he can't do this. Um, I don't think he's hiding because of the contract. I think he's hiding because he's Madison Bumgarner, right? Yes. It's like when you go to a hotel and you put your name in as you know Bugs Bunny. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I don't think there's any contractual issues at all here. But I guess my point is maybe there should have been. You know, I mean, you just can't, he's your he's their ace. They signed if him to a lot got, of money. If he gets if he jumps off a horse yeah. and breaks his leg or high ankle sprains yeah. and can't pitch for three months. This is a disaster. It's a disaster. A disa- it's a disaster for the Diamondbacks. It's a disaster for him to think he could get away with doing it, Correct. particularly if it already happened to him once already. Guys, got to be smarter, don't you? Don't you have to be? I mean, you can't just wait doesn't like Bumgartner want to be smart enough to not jeopardize $85 million in money? Yes, I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. Now, Paul, Paul, it's, it's not going to happen to me. I mean, is there any? I've seen you try to rope no. a calf. You what have I'm no prayer is, making the pro no, tour. Uh, that's true. True, um, but that's the mentality. Ah, it's not going right. to happen to me, right? And that's why he, go, he goes and does it. So, I mean, Cespedes lost twenty-three million dollars oh. this year potentially, and he lost twenty. And what was his injury nine again? Minus four. He lost fifteen million dollars last he, year. We have no. It was some sort of ankle. We still have no idea it, what he did. Well, it he was, says he fell in a hole. Fell in a hole like was fell it a, off a horse. We yes. Have, it sounds like it's not any of those things, by the way, because he's he's refusing to talk more <laughs> than like uh you know, uh, out of the box statements from PR people. He, we I don't think we'll ever know. Maybe we'll know. Maybe there'll be a book or something. But it, it, it's the Mets. You'll know eventually. Thank you. <laughs> it was, but it was something like he stepped in a hole, killing a boar on his ranch or something like that. Uh, there were. There was talk about a boar chasing him. There was right. talk about him fighting the boar. It's going to come out eventually. We don't know. By the way, but ru- he should have gotten Madison Bumgarner ru- to come and rope yeah, the boar. Yeah, yeah, rule of thumb, if you come across a boar or a feral hog, <laughs> get the hell out of there, okay? Pretty, pretty tasty. Now, feral hogs are not. I've had boar. Boar is good. Boar. There's, there's a difference. A I'm, getting, I'm getting bored right Starving. now. The only reason I know about this is because they tear up golf courses. It's a big Boars actually, do? Yes. Yeah, Where big, are you playing golf, man? It's a big problem. No, it's a, it's a big problem across the, uh, Texas and across the country. They have they go out and shoot uh, more so the feral hogs because sure. they breed so rapidly. This wasn't in the show notes, by the way. No, it was not in the show <laughs> notes. Not in the show notes. Well, I'll tell no, you this what. is actually listen. They're they're um, 
All people want to know about is the salary cap and look where we out, have gone. Leave it to the Mets to get us on a tangent Listen, with feral hogs and boars. They, they, you know, uh, skunks do it too. They tear up golf that courses. That I can see. You know, going for grubs. Gophers? They're, they're for you. Know, well, come on. That's been documented. <laughs> of course. It's a documentary. Caddyshack. Marmots. All right. I think that does it. For, we're yeah, talking about all, feral that hogs. absolutely does We're not going to break down the NHL trade deadline. That absolutely now. does it. No. Yeah. No, we'll skip it. All right. Today's episode brought to you by The Athletic. Remember that great deal that you're being offered from theathletic.com? 40% off your yearly subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash spot track. Do they track. have a calf roping section no. on The Athletic? By the way, I got I to gotta give a read here from The Athletic. This, I, I've been reading this article now, and, I, and I, I, I send it around my personal Twitter feed. I, I can't pronounce his name. Maybe Eno Saris is the author. Eno Saris. I'm sorry if I butchered that. This guy now, for the last couple of years, <laughs> this is the title of the, of the athletic article, A Beer Nerd's Guide to Baseball. He goes to every stadium. He, he drinks every craft beer. He ranks them, and then he ranks the stadiums based on how good the craft beer is. So if you like going to baseball and drinking beer, which is uh, baseball, right. Find this article. I'll tweet it out after the show today. It's an awesome breakdown of what beer you should drink, what stadiums you should go to, and and is there uh, a spring training section? There is. Yeah, he, it's called a bar. That's where he spring trains for this. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's spring. Training, <laughs> I think there's spring training. I think stadiums, every spring right? training stadium is sponsored by some sort of alcohol. There's just because otherwise you're not going. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It sounds like a fun job. Go around and drink really, the beer at right? different stadiums. All right, we are going to uh, bid you adieu again. Theathletic.com slash Bontrack. For Mike Gennetti, Paul Pack. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening.